is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to the first episode of 2018 on the Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and the CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go-to resource to find access to information, ideas, guidance, networking, and live events. Beauty Boss Network. I'm super excited about today's podcast because today what we're going to do is we're actually... No, 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 no. Now wait. This podcast is being hijacked. So today we are going to interview Brianna Day. She's a working international pro hair makeup artist with over 16 years of experience in the industry. She's an expert business coach and mentor, and she's the founder and CEO of Beauty Boss Network. Brie, it's so good to have you on my podcast today. I bet our listeners are really excited to get to know you and hear a little bit about your past. I'm excited too, but can you untie me first? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, okay, you're released. Now that I have your chair, I am the host now. We can continue. <laughs> awesome. I don't even know how to act right now, but I'm pumped. Let's do this. So, Brie, tell me how you got started in the beauty industry. I mean, when I started, I didn't know that beauty could take me as far as it has. It was just something I did on the side for fun. I got my very first job ever at Glamour Shots when I was 16. Yes. They didn't know I was 16. I don't think I was supposed to have the job, (laughs) but we made it happen. I had, like, my best friend was a little aspiring photographer, so we would do our friends' hair and makeup and take pictures of them from MySpace back in the day, aging myself a little bit, but that's okay. (laughs) And that's how I started. So hair and makeup at Glamour Shots for fun, and one thing after the other, and now we're here. So throughout the years, um, you know, you went to school, you were gaining your clientele. How did you set your brand and yourself apart? I think that, uh, you know, being a millennial kind of helped because I definitely tapped into the power of social media mm-hmm. unapologetically and really utilized that to get people to know not only my work, but also me as a person. And also just being like a yes person. I just said yes Mm. to everything. Like any opportunity that came my way, if I didn't have something going on, it didn't matter if it was paid, if it was unpaid. It's like if I don't have somewhere else to be and this is potentially going to lead me somewhere, then like, yeah, I'll be there. Let's do this. So anything and everything that came my direction, I took it. And turns out, in hindsight, every single thing that I said yes to did guide me to the next step in my career that helped me up-level and get to the next level. So, you know, everything happens for a reason, I think. So what you're telling our listeners is that it's not just going to be handed to you. You may have to put in some of those free hours, some of that extra hard time that you're not getting paid, but you're going to reap the benefits and the connections and your experience. Absolutely. I think that we all have to pay our dues point blank period everybody has to pay their dues one way or another no one's gonna just get it handed to them some of us get lucky but most of us have to work really hard and and it doesn't matter even if you have a tremendous amount of access if you're not a hard worker someone will outwork you I mean you could have all the talent you could be super smart but if someone outworks you you're they're gonna get farther at the end of the day it's the hard workers that make it and uh and yeah that's what I have to say absolutely, about that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think in this industry, the people that 
do go through those times that are going to be like, I have to put in my effort, they end up getting the best results because they did put that work forth and really made it happen for them because they were passionate about it. They just didn't want it just handed to them. They were like, this is what I want. I'm going to go get it. Precisely. So, Brie, tell me something in um, your growing career. What was a maybe a mistake, a beauty blooper that you had that you this today you laugh at yourself like, why did I do that? Oh man, I'm sure you have a few. I have so <laughs> many. Well, I like think all the way back to like early on in my glamour shots days, and like I was a 16 year old doing my friends in high school, and now I'm in this space where I'm doing anyone and everyone that walks in the door. And glamour shots, you had like 45 minutes to get hair and makeup done, and mm -hmm. I mean they could be kids, they could be grandmas, <laughs> I mean it could be anything, any ethnicity. And I didn't have experience with all the ethnicities back then, so there was mm -hmm. definitely some ashy chocolate skin. Oh, no. <laughs> Trial and error. It's happened to the best of us. It's so embarrassing. But you know what? It only has to happen once for you to be like, never yeah. again. This is not acceptable. You yeah. know? You see the colors not line up, and you're like, okay, that is something I'm adding to my kit. Yeah, absolutely. And Glamour Chef provided everything. I think it was just a not knowing. You know, I was right. self-taught, and I hadn't had the opportunity so I kind of was thrown into a position where I had to learn and sink or swim and so you know I definitely made some mistakes there no doubt about it and I look back at some old eyebrows and I'm like oh <laughs> the eyebrows that eyebrow over the years eyebrows are a thing yeah dude, they really are it's embarrassing but so that makes me wonder you are saying that you're self-taught at the beginning did you ever like what did you go to find to learn how did you decide that you were going to get trained did you find a mentor did you find somebody that could help you it's a great question yeah so when I when I, when I first started again, I didn't really know that this was going to be a full-time career. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't my end goal. It just kind of happened as a result of saying yes to everything. But I wanted to be a makeup artist. Or, I'm sorry, an actress. <laughs> I wanted to be an actress. Yes. And so I was doing that. I had to learn how to make my makeup look really natural for auditions and... You know, so I, I did. I learned. I got the opportunity to work with makeup artists for different acting opportunities. So I would ask a ton of questions just because I gen genuinely liked it because mm -hmm. I was doing it on the side. So, yeah, I did. I, I really, you know, was very much a student. Anytime I had the opportunity to work with a makeup artist, I was also, you know, building my kit. So I would go to counters. I would get makeovers knowing I was going to spend over, you know, the requirement. Mm -hmm. And I would have them teach me things. And I would ask them questions and new ideas and have a look in mind. And I find that people do love to share their knowledge. People do love to pay it forward, pay it back if you're somebody that's willing to ask for it. And, you know, really appreciates the time Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So yeah, I didn't have a mentor at the beginning. I did eventually get a mentor, but that wasn't until after I realized maybe acting's not for me. Makeup is going to be my this focus. My place. Yeah. yeah. At that point is when I really got like really focused and recentered about I'm going to go after this full speed ahead and I moved back to Dallas from LA and got into cosmetology school and really started investing everything I have into makeup artistry yeah and at that point I got mentored I got you know my networking game stepped up I was going to school getting yes. my hours so and so for success is a big question in a lot of people like they want to be successful in their career what is your definition of success my 
God, that's a good question. My definition of success. You did, girl. Hijack for real. I'm like, okay, maybe you should hijack more often. Hello. My definition of success would be to live the life that you want to live and in every way, shape, and form. I, I, I don't believe it's one or the other. I don't think that you have to work a job that you hate in order to have the life that you love, mm. you know, or vice versa. I don't think that doing the job that you love means not being able to have the things that you want and deserve. I believe that you can have both. So to me, success is when you've been able to create a life where you love what you do and you get to live a life that you love. And that means surrounded by people that you love in a space that you love. Nothing makes me happier than being able to invite friends over and put together like, you know, a really bougie cheese board. Yes. (laughs) I love cheese and wine. Get the marble slab. Yeah, I get my little marble slab. You know how I like to do it, (laughs) you know? I mean, those are the little things that genuinely make me so happy. And so, you know, to me, that's success. That's happiness is being able to, you know, sit here in my home and do this with you and freedom. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 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 I don't think there's a dollar sign on it. I think everybody's version of life that they love is different. So whatever that is to you, as long as you're able to live that and do what you love at the same time is awesome. And for me, that means making it an income, but also making an impact. You know, I want to be able to impact people's life for the positive because that's what makes me feel most fulfilled. So success to me is living the life I love, making an income, and making an impact at the same damn time. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so now you've created Beauty Boss Network. And that is really a platform to help people reach those ideals of success, of freedom, to be successful in whatever way you want to create. So what is your driving force behind the brand? My driving force behind the brand is, I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it on the on the head. I mean, I just wanted to create a platform that was all inclusive of everyone in the beauty industry. And I think that the beauty industry has changed over the years. And I have witnessed a lot of, I don't know if resentment's the right word, but just definitely pushback towards certain sectors of the beauty industry that have made their way up to up to the top and that is definitely you know your social media influencers and beauty influencers and you know I found that they're not necessarily always included or looked at as viable professions Mm -hmm. or or real beauty professionals but the reality is you can say that all you want but at the end of the day they're just gonna laugh their way to the bank I mean they're making a (laughs) killing you know and we'd be silly not to be inclusive of them and the impact that they are able to have on our industry. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Beauty Boss Network is the first one that is definitely inclusive of, you know, your social media influencers, your YouTubers, your Instagrammers and people that are making careers out of that. That's what makes them happy. Why wouldn't we? They're just as respectable as a makeup artist. I think that there's just some confusion around the difference between the two. Right. And they are different. So that's that to me was important was being an all-inclusive platform of you know, makeup artists, hairstylists, beauty bloggers and influencers, registered nurses, estheticians, brown specialists, eyelash specialists, because at the end of the day, some of my best opportunities for my career haven't come from people that offer the same service as me. 
It's come from people that offer complimentary services. And so why wouldn't we have some place where we can all get together and network and find, you know, referral partners and collaborators mm-hmm. um, and also in a way that's delivered in, in, a, in such a way that really speaks to how people want to network now. You know, so the way that we deliver content, you know, through this podcast, through our blog, through our private members Facebook group where we do sip and slays to our live events and the type of events that people want to be at. Like, that is my driving force is just to bring everyone together in the newest, freshest way out there. Yeah, and I think you do a really good job of that whenever the events are happening or the podcast like I feel like anything that you provide is something that your listeners and your audience can really take something from and apply directly to how they're living what their lifestyle is with their brand with their business and in all departments really like it's it's very inspiring and so it's it's really a community it is and I think there's enough to go around too I think uh, you know so many of us kind of get this competitive edge because the beauty industry is hotter than ever. There are more people in it than ever. Um, but we all have something unique that we bring to the table. And everybody needs everybody needs people that mm-hmm. make them feel and look beautiful. So you're, there's no shortage of clientele. You know, I think it's just about finding your niche and finding your lane. And the community definitely allows us to come together and recognizing that mm-hmm. and being surrounded by like-minded people. And as solopreneurs especially, and so many of our members are solopreneurs, you know, and they work by themselves. And being an entrepreneur, I can attest, can definitely be lonely. I mean, I've definitely, mm-hmm. I get lonely. And it's it can be a really tough grind. And especially when you feel like it's you against the world, you know, it's hard to find the motivation to keep going so this community is an outlet for people to know that they're not alone in that and it's okay to lose your inspiration and your motivation sometimes it's okay to maybe not go full force and full speed ahead all the time Mm. but surround yourself with people and ideas and insights and inspiration and guidance to help you come out of that funk yeah you know and and that's probably my favorite thing to be able to do So what is your personal tip for everybody that when you're feeling down, you're feeling like it's failure, it's not working, what do you do to kind of kick yourself back into gear? Like, nope, like, here's what we're doing. What's your, what's your tip? Um, you know, I'm still learning. Um, I think that a great leader doesn't necessarily always have to have all the answers. A great leader has all the right questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm definitely a questioner when it comes to things. And I'm still figuring that out. But uh, given that I just recently went through that, I I lost a family member that was really close to me last year. And I found myself in that place and Mm. uh, needed to kind of like hit the brakes a little bit, even on Beauty Boss Network. So it just happened to me. It happens all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. we all kind of go through that. I'd say my tip is, you know, to really surround yourself with great people because if you are surrounded by great people, you can lean on them and they're going to help you and push you, be there for you, you know? Even when you're feeling down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be that shoulder that you need to cry on, you know, but they'll also be the ones to be like, okay, buttercup, suck it up and get back to work, you know? It's time. (laughs) Sometimes you need that, you know? I'm really grateful. My husband is definitely that person and I can lean on him and cry and get it out of my system and he will be that listener but then he's also not afraid to say all right 
you got to get out of this funk, babe. Yeah. Like, figure it out. And mm-hmm. I find that one of my favorite ways to do that is to just change my environment. You know, I'm, you know, in the business Visual. space, but I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an artist. I like being in production. I like changing my scenery and doing different things. So when I get stumped, especially when it comes to doing the elements of the business that I don't necessarily enjoy, you know, but I have to do them, I I go somewhere different. You know, sometimes I'm working from my home office. Sometimes we're working from the actual headquarters sometimes I don't want to be anywhere like that and I want to work out of a coffee shop you know so I change my scenery and I place myself in new environments to just get re-inspired and and just be surrounded by a different space and I find that that really helps me kind of like regain excitement creativity you know and then another thing I've also really found to be helpful is when you're an entrepreneur you know it's it's ups and downs it's never going to be smooth sailing easy all the way up you are definitely sometimes pushing that boulder mm. up that hill so mm-hmm. hard and you're so tired and you just want to sit. But if you do, it just all rolls right back on top of you and you get pushed back 10 feet. And I've, I've been there and I think that uh, it's easy to get caught up in how difficult it is to push up. But if you stop and reflect on, you know, just how far you've come and all the blessings that you've had along the way, that's really important. So one of the things I have been doing more recently, actually, is taking the time to intentionally think about all the things I'm grateful for. And I've been doing it every single day, every single night. And I start my morning that way. I go to bed and I close my eyes. And instead of going to bed thinking about all of the things I didn't get done and stressing out about, oh my God, how am I going to get it all done tomorrow? My list is twice as long. Like there's no way I can accomplish all this. And I'm overwhelmed. I'm sinking, you know, and so I, I, I find myself sometimes being that person. And so, you know, it's 2018. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to intentionally make a shift in the way that I think about Mm -hmm. myself, the way that I think about my business. And so instead of going to bed with those thoughts, I go to bed thinking about the positives. You know, I went to bed last night saying today, I'm so grateful for, you know, the bridal show that we got to do last weekend. I'm so much fun. It was so much fun. Connected with so many great people. You know, I'm so grateful, um, you know, that, you know, I had leftovers, so I didn't have to cook my dinner. <laughs> you know, I'm so yes, grateful. ma'am. You know, I'm so grateful. I have such a great team. I had so much fun at my office yesterday. You know, I'm so grateful. You know, and I went to bed just really rattling off, as big or as small as it is, but just the things about the day that rocked, the things about the day that I loved. And then I wake up and I think about what what am I grateful for today? Today I'm grateful I get to record a podcast. I love recording my podcast. Today I'm grateful I get to go spend some time with my mom a little bit later. I'm grateful I get to connect with this amazing celebrity, you know, wardrobe or fashion um, stylist that I get to have lunch with. Like this is going to be a great day. I'm grateful I get to do all these things. And I find that the other little things that I don't enjoy don't suck as hard. Because I'm just so focused on the things I'm excited about. And going to bed in that positive state of mind, waking up with that positive state of mind, and forcing myself to really rattle those things off makes it really hard to be in a bad mood Mm -hmm. and to be in a funk and to not be inspired. Because you're sitting and you're making yourself recognize all of the things that you love about what it is that you're doing. And that pushes me. It's where you're directing your energy. Absolutely. Where your energy goes is what grows. My mom always said that. I'm a huge believer, so... being really intentional about recognizing where my energy is going and how things are growing. I mean, I just even look at since New Year's Day when I really started doing this super intentionally, right? It's been 10 days. And uh, 
already the opportunity that is unfolding. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not allowed to talk about all of it yet. Yes, but girl. this, this, the first two quarters of 2018 have unfolded over the past two days to be lit as AF. Yes. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? And it's just amazing to me how true it is, like, mm-hmm. where your energy grows. You attract goes. it. You when do. you are doing those positive thinking and that, like, positive reinforcement for yourself, oh, yeah. it's going to return to you in your life. The law of attraction is so real. So real, girl. My hands are up. Yes. They are real. Praise the Lord emoji. Yes. Yes. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. So, Brie, you are married. You've got your fur babies. You've got family. You've got friends. You like to go dancing. You like doing fun stuff. And you also are creating a business. You're a working artist. You do a lot. How do you find that balance in between everything? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your plate, girl? (laughs) Where's your plate? Yeah, that's one of my mentors actually taught me about plate. Uh, It's so funny you referenced that, where you really, like, look at all the elements and the pieces of your life, and you put them all on your plate. I'm definitely a firm believer, and anytime I want to add something to my plate, anytime I want to introduce something new, what am I, what am I going to take off mm. of my plate? Because otherwise, I'm overflowing, I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed, you know. And I'm probably not the best person to talk about balance because, yeah, I do all these things, but I also really fell off of my fitness game. And anyone that knows me personally knows that that's a really important thing to me is having that time to be in the gym so that I feel good about myself and I definitely you know have been guilty of falling off balance Mm -hmm. you know and and implementing new things starting a new business some things have to suffer so I think that number one being more forgiving on ourselves we Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from personal experience we definitely put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect and I think that that is one of the negatives about social media is like you feel like oh my gosh I have to have like perfect hair perfect makeup perfect outfit perfect business perfect husband perfect dogs perfect life perfect this perfect that everything and no one's perfect it's not real no no none of it's real like you can't compare your reality show to someone else's highlight reel. You know what I mean? Like, that's just apples and oranges. I think everybody has crap going on behind the scenes. So, number one, being way more forgiving with yourself on that and and being realistic. Okay, I'm going to really make this my year of investing in this area of my life. I really want to see this improve. And knowing that something else is going to have to take the back burner as a result of that mm-hmm. and taking preemptive measures to ensure that there's not like a falling out as a result of it. Like, you know, when I decided I'm going to leave, you know, my salon where I have a steady income mm-hmm. and, you know, my position where I'm making an easy six figures, like I'm going to leave that to start a business. 
and so that is going to be a huge time sucker but it's also going to significantly change my lifestyle mm -hmm. so in order to pursue that dream of being an entrepreneur I'm gonna have to have a very real conversation with my husband about how that's gonna impact our marriage and what that's gonna mean not only for us but for our like fun money and mm -hmm. like all of those different things like because you just you you might seem it sounds like I have it all and in many ways I feel like I do but I definitely you know have to work incredibly hard and I definitely have to sacrifice a lot yeah you know I have friends but my circle's really small mm-hmm at the end of the day, and it's and and I'm okay with that. That's my choice. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Right. And um, and I find that I'm able to really be fully there for my friends because I only have so many. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it makes it a lot easier for me. So that's how I do it. I, I, I'm very realistic about my play. I don't get uh, upset with myself when I'm not able to do it all, and I. If I want to make something happen, I know something else has to come off. Um, so it might look like I, I have it all and I do it all. But really, if something is really driving full force, something else is taking the back mm -hmm. burner right now. You know? And so... And it's just having that conversation and honoring it. Yeah. And yourself of what you really want and what your goals are. And Absolutely. And I, I, mean, the, I mean, I've been so... Um, particular to the point where I've even like sat down and said okay I want to you know I want to have a podcast I want to have a blog like if, if we're just talking about business for a second like I want to have a podcast I want to have a blog but I still am signed with sister brother I still want to be able to work on set so mm -hmm. I've got to be able to do this and I've got to be able to also you know go to the gym and I've got it so I take I take everything that I want to do and I put timing around it and I take including sleep like, mm -hmm. if I know that I'm a happiest, my happiest off of seven hours of sleep, like, some people can live with less. Some people are happy and they can function off of five. That's I am crazy. not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those people no. either. I envy those people. I need seven to be, like, a pleasant person and yes. to be happy. And a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. I like it muddy. And so, um... You know, I think about that. So if I need seven hours to sleep, right? And then I need, you know, one and a half hours at the gym. Out of my 24-hour day, how much is left? Okay, that leaves me, you know, an hour to create content for the blog. That leaves me, you know, an hour to work on the podcast. Now how much is left for Sister Brother and testing and doing mm -hmm. photo shoots? Okay, that's a full day. So that takes me, the, you know what I mean? And so really sitting down and when you really start to be intentional about how you're <coughs> spending your time, uh... I, I think you get a lot more done because you start to get really focused about how long it's taking you to do things. Mm -hmm. I remember when I really sat down and looked at my plate, you know, one of the things that was sucking up a lot of my time and I didn't even realize was preventing me from getting all the things I wanted to get done done is I realized how much time I was spending scrolling social media. Mm. And it's so easy to do that because you want to make a post and the next thing you, you know, you're like in there and you're scrolling your feed and the next thing you know, it's like 30 minutes have gone by. You're 20 photos down on someone's page and uh, in the comments. <laughs> yeah, girl. And like that's like half an hour that I could have been spending producing this blog so that I could get on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the things that I think is a really smart thing to do if you're somebody that struggles with life balance is really map out, okay, how much time do I need? You know, do I need to spend... You know, is it important to me to be able to spend an hour a night with my spouse? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we have a TV show we like to watch mm -hmm. and just be together. You know, so even all those little things that don't necessarily feel like tasks, 
they do take time. So everything from your sleep to your time with your significant other to the time walking your dogs to the time you spend replying to email to the time you spend creating content to the time you spend spo- you know on social media to the time you actually spend with clients and how much time you need in order to live the lifestyle you want really taking down how much time that is and then mapping that out within your 24-hour day and then trying to put that somewhere where you can see it really seeing your plate Mm -hmm. and then watch how much more productive you get and how many aha moments you have and realizing what things make you sidetracked from it so one of the things I actually had to do is I have since turned off my Instagram notifications so I'll go into the app and it's like I go into the app because I want to go into the app not because I'm getting sucked into it because somebody mm. commented on my photo or sent me a DM. Like that opportunity is not going to go away because I don't respond right this second. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was one of my ways of preventing myself from falling into an old habit of just wasting time on social media. Um, got to have it, but it can't control your life especially when you're somebody that's incredibly busy and has a lot of things to do. So Mapping out your time, setting your 24-hour day schedule, and then recognizing, okay, if I want to add something to this plate, what am I going to sacrifice? What's going to go in the back burner and get pushed to next week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important to really have that time management because then you can really see what your progress is and say, like, yes, I did get this done. No, I didn't do that one. We'll check on that tomorrow. Precisely. I love it. I know that you ask everyone on the podcast what is the best advice you've ever received? I've received so much good advice. Honestly. You have, you have. You are, you are around a lot of really amazing people. I am. I really, I, I, I am a personal development junkie. I was raised around it. I think I'm a product of like what I was raised around. Mm-hmm. And so I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I go to a lot of conferences. And I have a really badass mom and dad that give really good advice and I actually really like my parents and I know a lot of people (laughs) don't necessarily so I realize that's a massive blessing too Uh, but they're really cool I've actually interviewed my dad on our podcast yes Kim is amazing he gives some bomb advice uh my mom does too so gosh that's really hard I think some of the best advice you can give me two you can give me two yeah I got so much I I don't even know like what stands out right now is the best I think one of them is kind of tying into earlier and that is like just go for it Mm. like if there's nothing else going on why not like just go for it even if you don't know how this is going to directly benefit you like just building relationships with people and being there for them like, it'll come back. If it doesn't come back from them directly, it will come back mm-hmm. one way or another. So I think that's the best advice is just freaking do it. You get an opportunity, take it, you know? You win a free bridal booth at a bridal show. Have you ever done one? Just get do out it. There. You don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you just do it, and you just make it happen. No questions asked. I'm not sure how this makes sense, What how it's going to serve me. It doesn't matter. It's not always about what's serving you. Sometimes it's serving others. And, it, and that probably leads me to my second piece of advice because uh all of my opportunities whether it be working with Mariah Carey to to getting to work you know on the ESPN body issue with Zeke to really like everything in life has just come down to networking and relationships you know like building the relationship with my now agency to building the relationship with you know B Glammed at the time who 
was who got me my opportunity to do hair for Mariah to whatever the case may be like build relationships mm-hmm. and I remember so Be Glammed is a mobile app um Miley's the founder of it we've actually had her on the podcast as well and um Dallas was one of the very, very first cities that they launched in. And so when she was looking for people, she didn't have a network here in Dallas. She found me on Instagram and asked to meet with me. And I went to her hotel and we met in the lobby. And she was just looking at me initially as just another makeup artist and hairstylist mm-hmm. on her roster. And I was game for it. I thought it sounded like a cool concept and I had nothing to lose. So right. I said yes. And... Uh, you know, then she was like, yeah, you're like basically one of the first we're new here. We're trying to build our team. So I ended up saying, well, I'm like from here and I have a huge network of makeup yeah. artists and hairstylists here. So I referred her like 30 people. And what the next thing I know is that turned into a role where I was actually doing recruiting for them all over the country. And they took me all over the country. I traveled everywhere, got to meet and work with amazing makeup artists and hairstylists. And then it led to the opportunity to work with Mariah. And that day... I wasn't even planning on it. I was on my way to a photo shoot, and I was like, man, I'm not available. (laughs) That's crazy. This sucks. I really want to do this. And I ended up calling the photographer, and I I was like, hey, Jen, like, I, uh, I just got this call to do Mariah, and I can't believe it, but I'm super excited for our shoot. And she was like, are you crazy? Go. Go. Like, you're in L.A. Like, you have to go. Like, that's the kind of opportunity we're all waiting on. And I was like... Really? I just didn't want to cancel on you. I'm just not that kind of a person. I don't want to just... And she let me go. And that's how I did it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's all about networking. And that role to, like, bring it all full circle here is, like, long story short, too late. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, I got that position and built that relationship and had that opportunity to work with Mariah follow my lap because I just wanted to give. Mm-hmm. And I helped Miley at the beginning, like, really build up, you know, that market. Mm-hmm. And that that That's give true. without needing or expecting anything in return turned into a really cool relationship mm-hmm. that we both mutually benefited yeah. from. But I didn't have, like, an end game in my head when right. that happened. You know what I mean? Like, it was just literally, like, how can I serve you? You, I like you. You seem like a good person. I think it's awesome. Like, you're young. You're cool. You're making it happen. You're building this really cool company. I know people. Let me see who I can refer and yeah. tell about it. And then that turned into one of my best clients of the year, Be Glammed, and, and the opportunity to work with one of the biggest celebrities that's on my resume. So, you know, you don't, like I said, always know why. You just say yes if you if you can. And networking is all about serving. That's really what I was getting at. It's all mm-hmm. about serving. Don't network to get. Network to give. And that is one of the best pieces advice of advice ever because no, nobody, most people don't network right. Everyone networks to gain. But if you network to give and give without remembering and take without forgetting, you are going to go so far. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in um, the opposite direction... <laughs> And I'm sure you had a little bit of this. <laughs> what is the worst advice you've ever received? <laughs> um, I think, uh, 
Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that like to, like, give unsolicited advice. Mm. <laughs> so I... And what is, clarify real quick, what unsolicited advice is. <laughs> unsolicited advice is advice that wasn't asked for. No, ma'am, don't give it to me. I didn't ask for your <laughs> advice, so why are you giving it? And I find that I just can't focus on it, so I brush it off, and I, it's hard for me to remember it. But I feel like I get a lot of advice from people that haven't really been in my shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I accept ideas I accept constructive criticism when it's asked for but if you haven't produced something then who are you to critique it you know what I mean you might have a different perspective you know and I like that but sometimes I think that people can overstep a little bit so like I guess that's what I'm getting at so uh, I definitely will get advice about things that I've done and it's hard for me to accept it from someone that's never done what I've done mm-hmm. you know and sometimes there's little things and nuggets that I can take away and it's great but again unsolicited that's really like a peeve of mine and gets on my nerves and I tend to just brush it off and it's hard for me to really pinpoint or remember but one of the things I think is really important is uh I believe is to just aim for excellence and not perfection like you don't like Marie Forleo who's one of my favorite people to follow she says you do not have to get it perfect you just have to get it going Mm -hmm. and I find that a lot of the time when things don't go perfect or according to plan people will get you know well you didn't think this through well you should have you know really studied this and it's like well you know I didn't know what I don't know, and I had to get it going in order so to learn. to learn that. Mm-hmm. So thank you right. for sitting the obvious, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback that I didn't ask for. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that so many uh, entrepreneurs and hustlers get paralyzed because they're waiting for perfection. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a completely different mindset. And I just don't know anybody that gets through to the top unscathed without making mistakes like you have to make mistakes in order to grow so to like expect perfection of somebody is unrealistic and I think that's probably kind of some advice that I've gotten or just feedback that I've gotten is like oh you should have really thought this through more or really made sure this was perfect before launching this and it's like well knowing what I knew at the time it was right what I knew at that moment was, but now hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe I should have thought it through more. But right. but now you know what areas and what things yeah. that you need to kind of tweak. At the end of the day, I did it. Right. So what did you do? Right. Did you do it? No. So <laughs> cut a sister a break. Yeah. And again, guys, I think that comes back to like careful about who you're spending your time around, where mm-hmm. your energy goes, grows, and you don't want to become that person that's paralyzed and not moving forward progression is everything even if it's not even if it's small steps yeah and even if it there's some teeter-tottering you know sometimes you do have to take a step back in order to take a giant leap forward you know and I I think again like that whole idea of being perfect or perceived as perfect all the time first vision yeah I think we can really like hold ourselves back as a result Mm -hmm. of that so like get over it it's BS. Like, none of us are perfect. There's tons of mistakes going on you behind the scenes. You won't have all the answers. You won't have all the answers, but you have to do it in order to grow. Absolutely. You know, you have to do it to learn those lessons to say, okay, this is how we're going to do it better the next time. So people that, you know, are really set on perfection and you should really make sure that everything is perfect before you move forward to a degree, yeah, but perfect 
is rel is only relative to your knowledge of that current state of being. You know, you have to actually just execute and do and shoot for excellence and not perfection and just trust that you're going to come out fine. You've done all that you can mm-hmm. and be okay with making mistakes, yeah. you know, and, and, and make mistakes unapologetically. I don't know that I, you know, don't, don't try to, but you yeah, know. Yeah, but if you do, you don't have to beat yourself up. Yeah. Like, I, you can exactly. be understanding with yourself. Like, okay, I'm learning. When you're when you're training your dog, you don't get mm. so mad at them when they eat your shoe, even if you loved that shoe. You love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful analogy. Yeah, you know, I thinking about the puppy. I know. You know I can relate to that one, girl. Well, Bree, I am so happy that I hijacked your podcast today <laughs> and made it my own. So I think that is time for me to retire your chair and give it back to you. So thank you so much for letting me interview you. Hey. I had a lot of fun. I like being hijacked. It's kind of nice being Girl, in the Girl, it may you. happen again. You never know when you're going to wake up and I've tied you up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Kels. This was so much fun. And I cannot wait for the next interview. See you guys soon. OMG, use a bomb. Beauty Boss Network. This episode is brought to you by Must Have More Than Makeup. My Must Have Must Have of the week is my Mood Therapy Mask. Boost your mood with a Must Have face mask. Check it out on their Instagram account at Must Have underscore USA. That's at M U S T A E V underscore USA. This is the EWN Podcast Network.